0: Uh, somewhere out there, there's a cyber criminal hunched over his computer just waiting for someone like you to let their guard down. He's looking for a very specific thing, this cyber criminal, and he's looking for your home. This is why, he, you know, he skipped his weekly Dungeons and Dragons meeting uh, this week, um, because he wants to make sure uh, that you are losing your home and he's pocketing the cash. Uh, if you're, if he's patient enough, he can find your home and, the, you know, the information is out there so that they can locate these documents, they can forge them. Uh, They can make their own, uh, make these homes look like they're in their possession, so they can get big loans against your equity. While you're, you know, you're living in the home and your, you know, electricity is on and everything's fine, seemingly at home, but you're losing your equity. It's being drained from your accounts, and when you try to reverse this, it's a complete nightmare. Don't let it happen to you. Stop it before it starts. Go to hometitlelock.com. You can get a free history of your home, a hundred dollar value, absolutely free right now at hometitlelock.com. Check it out now, hometitlelock.com. Radio show starts now.
1: Welcome to the program. It's Tuesday. I'm not going to babble here for long because we have a rare opportunity to get together with my good friend, Mark Levin. It begins in 60 seconds. So how you're feeling usually plays out in the way that you move throughout your day. It's evident in what you do. It's even more uh, evident in what you don't do. If you're somebody who's living with regular pain in your life, you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you can't get around quite as well as you used to. Maybe barely at all. I know what it's like to live in extreme and frequent pain. I know what it's like to wish that something would come along and take the pain away or... I also know what it's like to say I can't do it another day. Thankfully, I also know what it's like to get my life back, because that's what happened when I started taking Relief Factor. And uh, the difference is night and day. Get your life back. Relief Factor is not a drug developed by doctors. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Order the three-week quick start for only nineteen ninety-five. Go to relieffactor.com. Try it. it's relieffactor.com. My next guest is a good, dear friend, an amazing patriot. I think he's the closest we have in the conservative world to a William F. Buckley today. Uh, To say he's a talk show host is kind of an insult. He is a scholar, which is also kind of an insult. He's the good kind of uh, scholar who knows the truth, uh, can see the patterns and can see a path forward and shows us how to fight back. Uh, If he were a founding father, I think he would be John Adams. Welcome to the program, Mr. Mark Levin.
2: Wow! I should come on more often. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate
1: that. <laughs> you're, you're you're welcome. So you have a new book out called American Marxism, and uh, I got a lot of questions uh, about it. It's an excellent, excellent book. Um, you don't need me praising it to uh, to uh, sell it. But you go into the the revolution that is happening right now, and you say, I mean, your first chapter is it's here. Could you do me a favor? I want you to talk to somebody who is not engaged in daily politics. They're not. They're not. They don't listen to us. They're still being led by their feelings. They think they're doing good by being anti-racist or they think they're being good by standing up for all the things that these Marxists are standing up for. Convince them that this is happening. It's real and it's going to destroy all of us.
2: This is a great question, and it's really the embodiment of the entire first chapter and the title, American Marxism. First of all, we who do understand what's taking place have got to stop being intimidated. This isn't progressivism or social activism or democratic socialism. This is Marxism. Mm -hmm. Now, it may not be Marxism in every particular, but it is an Americanized form of Marxism. Now, how do we know that? Because they tell us that. That's what their people write about, their founders in the 60s and 50s and 40s and even in the 70s. So what I would say to, the, and I do, to my audience too, what I would say to people is, first of all, you need to pay attention to what's taking place. Secondly, you need to turn off CNN and MSNBC and stop reading the New York Times and the Washington Post. Thirdly, you've seen it with your own two eyes. You saw the riots all summer long. You saw Black Lives Matter, which is headed by uh, openly... Uh, proud Marxist, you see Antifa, which is a Marxist anarchist organization. You see the media that you have been watching and reading endorse every single one of these movements. There's not a distinction of any kind between what happens on television and what Black Lives Matter is promoting, or even Antifa is promoting, and they also cover up the violence or try to dismiss it. Mm-hmm. Same with the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party, talk to them. Say, don't you believe in an independent judiciary when you go to court? Do you want politicians sitting on the bench or do you want judges sitting on the bench? Well, the Democrats want politicians sitting on the bench. They want to destroy separation of powers. They want to destroy the functioning of the Senate by packing it with Democrats. They want to destroy the way the, uh, the, the legislative process works. So even if it's 50-50 in the Senate or a four-vote majority in the House, they can fundamentally alter our constitutional system. Do you like the money you earn? Do you like the home you own? Do you like the community you're in? Well, Joe Biden has signed executive orders to destroy all of it uh, with his attack on the suburbs and also in the cities. Do you like your local school system? Do you like where your kids are being educated, crime infested? Kids aren't graduating. They're not going on to college. Why do you tolerate that? Well, the Democrats are preventing us from having school choice. They're preventing us from having any form of freedom and competition in the inner cities. And so, I would explain this on a level that apparently the Republican leadership cannot explain it. The book tries to do the look this is a unique book for me. It's at three levels: one, there's heavy scholarship, but I explain it. so I might take a paragraph from one of them and then have a paragraph explaining it right
1: and Can, you I need to I thank yeah. you for that because if yeah. you read marx it's 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 uh, i mean mind boggling how ridiculous. And convoluted, I think it is.
2: The other thing is, he destroys the idea of an individual, and you're talking to an individual. You say, you know, you lead your own life, you have your family if you do, you have your career that you want, there are things you like to do. Well, when it comes to Marx, he eliminates all that. You have to work for the state, it's what the state wants. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: He believes that you have to surrender your liberty, you have to surrender your property. To the best interests of the state. And what's the state? Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and faceless bureaucrats who don't even know who you are. You're going to surrender your life and your family. It's, it's a form of involuntary servitude. That's what Marxism is. So basically, we have to, um, people have been brainwashed, or as I say in the first chapter, people have not been paying attention, or they view this as a passing fad. And I try to make the case in the first chapter no, it's not. And we all need to wake up to this. And if we have little differences, moderate Democrats and Libertarians and so forth, you better put them aside right now because we have a common enemy. I say enemy, not opponent, not adversary, enemy. And we need to be focused on defeating that enemy rather than fighting among ourselves. You know, a footnote on this, Glenn, because, you know, you're a man of faith. I'm a man of faith. I think of the second temple in Israel, and Jerusalem. And while the Romans for four, four and a half years were attacking the temple, trying to slaughter the Jews. They were fighting among themselves. Mm -hmm. They They were fighting among themselves. As they were being attacked, they were attacking each other. While the temple fell, there's no guarantee that this country will survive as a free country. We're not looking into the abyss now. We're in the abyss. And we have to figure out how to claw our way out. And so... Not to jump ahead, this book is six chapters of explanation and one chapter of activism. It is, it, it, for me, it's a very unique book uh, in, in, the, in the way that I wrote it. I think it's by far my most important book, given what's going on today. But you look at the attack on the cops, you look at uh, Soros with the prosecutors, you look at phony bail reform, you look at the open board, all these things are intended to destroy our system, destroy our culture destroy our tradition destroy our mores now if that's not marxism what the hell is it
1: so let me ask you because you go into this in depth and i i can't thank you enough for you know the cloward and piven uh mentions in there
2: you really the guy that really let me just give you a little kudos here you're the guy that brought them to my attention to most of the countries that and um and the husband's dead, and she hates yeah. her
1: guts, by the way. Oh, I, so, uh, I'm very well aware of that. I'm very well aware of that. I wear it as a badge of honor. Um, it, but you go into all of this, and I think, Mark, that there is there are two things going on. And uh, I think that it, what's, it, what is so strange that people can't figure out what they're like, what is happening, um, because you have giant corporations Involved in this and Marxist. Well, those two don't go together. And I think the the elites, the real elites, the the very, very wealthy corporations uh, and uh, people like um, uh, Klaus Schwab, I, I think that they are using these Marxist revolutionaries um as useful idiots they're going to destroy it and we'll be there with the answer and it won't be what the marxists want
2: i have a little different take on this okay i think and either of us could be right because who knows i know i think these corporations have decided that the other side's going to win and these are not capitalists they're corporatists yes and you see them they operate in China. -hmm. They operate, they operate, they operated during the Third Reich. uh, And because China needs them and the Third Reich needed them as long as they behave as they demand. And I think a lot of these corporatists are no different. And that is this they believe the Democrat Party, they believe the culture, they believe it's all been conquered. And uh, rather than face the wrath, uh, they're going to throw in with them, they'll pay the higher taxes, they'll deal with the regulations. And they will use them to help crush their opponents, uh-huh. which is what they're doing, which uh-huh. is what the Democrat Party is trying to do with the voting rules with the Republicans. And they'll use them to crush their opponents. And uh, because for the Democrat Party, Glenn, it's about the Democrat Party, like a Marxist party. What, what, is, what, what is China? It's the Communist Party. What is Cuba? It's the Communist Party. What is North Korea? It's the Communist Party. The country's irrelevant. The people don't matter. The powers in the party. Well, what is the Democrat Party trying to do? You're going to have uh, Joe Biden, who's going to go on about Jim Crow and attack these Republican legislatures, because that's all that stands between them and absolute control of this country. They did it in California. They've done their experiments in different states. Now they want to nationalize the process. So it doesn't matter if you vote. It doesn't matter. Oh, the state legislature is a Republican. They are going to nationalize it. They're going to have one-party rule because the power, the authority, the allegiance is to the party.
1: Mm-hmm. Let me ask so you.
2: Corporations, I think, see this.
1: Let me ask you about CRT. You've got a whole chapter on CRT, but you go into um, uh, LATCRIT, which uh, most people don't even know about, um, and it is this. It's it's going to be the same argument that they're using now on um, on CRT, which is, oh, that's just an obscure legal thing. It's not really even anything. Can you mm-hmm. talk about LATCRIT and also CRT? Because you, you call it out as evil.
2: It's so obscure that they're obsessed with it, and they're teaching it everywhere. Yeah, um, LATCRIT, Look, they talk about intersectionality, and this is the way they pull in all these, these Marxist movements that have been spawned from Marxism. They're American Marxist movements, They're Americanized movements. And I explain in the book a guy by the name of Herbert Arcuse, who was a Marxist in Berlin. Huh. Uh, after World War I, the communists and the fascists were fighting. Hitler took over. He couldn't understand why the proletariat didn't rise up. And you'll notice something. The proletariat never rises up. It's always a cabal or a third or whatever mm-hmm. it is of the population taking charge. There is no rising up of any proletariat bottom. There's no proletariat in this country rising up. It's the middle class. Do you think the middle class wants to overthrow the government? No. So anyway, this guy was trying to, he, come, he escapes Germany, comes to the United States. He winds up working for three different Ivy League colleges where he's tenured. And he's spreading this Marxism crap. And he can't, he, he can't figure out and so he comes up with critical theory. The Franklin School, all these Marxists, and he's the lead. Critical theory, which is, which is spawned in our law schools, Harvard, Stanford, and so forth, which is all law is corrupt. Now why is it corrupt? Because it needs to be viewed through the eyes of those who've made it and not the victims of it. Uh-huh. And so there's another professor by the name of Derek Bell said, this is a great idea. I'm going to apply that to race. That is, you have to view everything through race. And because we have this white dominant society, everything wrong in this society, everything right, of course, is as a result of the minorities, but everything wrong is a result of the majority. And so it's this white dominant culture. If we don't destroy this, then there'll never be equity. And they reject a colorblind society. They reject Martin Luther King. They despise the whole civil rights movement. That's crazy. As Marx despised socialism. Mm-hmm. Because he said these halfway measures are stopping the revolution. So it comes from him. It comes from this guy, Derek Bell. And what it is, what does Marx say? Destroy history. Don't, don't, the world begins today. Destroy history. The monuments come down. The books are burning. We're going to brainwash our kids in school on race it's really being they're really being brainwashed on marxism and you have some very smart people showing up at these school board meetings and they're pointing it out and we need to have the guts not to be intimidated to call what it is
1: all right so uh, let me take a one minute break we'll come back with mark levin because the the important part go go ahead i'm sorry
2: i'm sorry glenn i have an echo After the break, I want to hit this Latino thing you mentioned.
1: Okay, and I also want to hit uh, Chapter 7. There are only seven chapters in this book, and the seventh, I I think he's absolutely right. I've talked about it before, and a lot of conservatives are very uncomfortable with some of this strategy, but I think he is absolutely right. We'll get back with uh, Mark Levin here in... Just a second. The name of the book is American Marxism. It's available today everywhere. All right. Our sponsor this half hour is real estate agents. I trust if you're trying to sell a home right now, it's like shooting fish in a barrel, depending on where you are. Why would why anyone would want to shoot a fish in a barrel when you could just anyway uh, point is selling your home for above asking cost is the in thing. Now, But you have to have the right real estate agent, because after you sell your home, you're going to need to buy a home and you need somebody who understands how this game works. So you're not paying the highest possible price. So whether you're buying a house, selling a house, doing both cross town, cross the street or across the country, we can help you find the right real estate agent. And it's a free service to you. Real estate agents. I trust trust.com. go there now realestateagentsitrust.com 10 seconds station id we're with mark levin he is uh our partner here at uh, blaze tv Uh, He's the host of Levin TV, author of I think this is this will be your seventh consecutive number one book, I believe. It's uh, called American Marxism. He believes and I believe eh, it's a hard one to choose. uh, I believe at least one of his most important books, if not the most important book that he has written. It comes out today. So let's let's go to Latcrit quickly. And then I want to talk about Chapter seven.
2: Sorry, I've got the worst cell phone in America. I'm sure it was made in China. Anyway, so... Um, Guarantee it. That grid, very quickly, is, the, is an ideology that, that takes from critical race theory, as you surmised, and it's being pushed in our colleges now. It's called the Chicano Movement. And basically what it says is, bottom line, the illegal aliens are the white people in America. Because, you see, the white Protestant Europeans conquered this territory. And so... We are the illegal aliens, and I'm not Protestant, but that's beside the point. The majority are the illegal aliens. The indigenous peoples are the people of the two Americas, North and South America. So, if they're pouring across the border, they're doing nothing more than taking back what belongs to them. Now, by the way, most of these Marxists don't look at the Middle East that way. They don't say, "Hey, you know what? The Jews were there four thousand years ago." Sure. No, no, no. They, they don't view it that way. So, and and, the, true, and you know, the, I,
1: if you're speaking Spanish. Uh that, that is most likely, because you're not indigenous, you you have relatives and, uh, and genealogy that will go back to Spain. Spain conquered right. you, you know Mexico. What are you talking about?
2: It's also uh, result-oriented. It's, it's also so preposterous, but this is why the border's open, because Biden is a foil. He's an empty suit, and these radical agendas you go down each one, that's why they're being pushed. Now you wanted to get to the last chapter. I don't want to step on your toes.
1: Here. So let's go to the last chapter. You're proposing a way forward, and it includes um, boycotts. And I have, we have two minutes. I happen to agree with Martin Luther King. He said if it wasn't for the boycotts, we wouldn't have had any teeth and it wouldn't, wouldn't have worked. But that goes against so many people. Uh, you know conservatives generally are like hey listen they have a right to say that and I'm not going to boycott give me your plan your way forward here in a two minute period
2: gee I seem to remember we had a revolution where they boycotted a lot mm-hmm. uh, British goods and so forth and so on My attitude is this, the BDS movement, and I explain it in detail, 10,000 words in that chapter, we would apply the BDS movement, an anti-Semitic movement aimed to destroy Israel, boycott, divest, and so forth, and sanction against our enemies. Not because we're anti-Semitic, but these are pretty good tactics. Um, Same with uh, Alinsky. We should target groups and expose them. Same with cloward and piven we should overwhelm a perfect example shareholder meetings Do conservatives even go to shareholder meetings leftists do and they raise their voices about so-called climate change well you know what we ought to start showing up in mass. we ought to be going to board meetings and there are organizations out there and i provide links and contacts throughout the last chapter this is what they do we need to join them we need yes. to create a network of what i call community committees and county after county where we share information and so forth. there's a lot of that in the last chapter people want to check it out
1: Mark Levin uh, this isn't uh, Thomas Paine's common sense this is the American crisis uh, which got the guys back into the boats and had them go back north and cross the Delaware uh, Mark, thank you so much. It is available everywhere you get books. It is out today. It is called American Marxism by Mark Levin. This is the Glenn Beck Program. That went by too fast. I'd like to get yeah, him he on. you need him for an hour. Yeah, need to get him on for a uh, podcast. LifeLock with... Uh, with more people getting a COVID vaccine all the time, it is time for pandemic-related travel scams. Oh, yes. Things like fake airline tickets and accommodations booked online. Places where you expose personal information. Yeah, a lot of times there's a cyber criminal on the other end of that line. So don't trust the unfamiliar sites when you're booking travels. Beware of the deals that seem too good to be true because they probably are. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day we put our information at risk on the Internet. In an instant, a cybercriminal could harm what's yours. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats. And if they detect your information has been compromised, they'll send you an alert. Plus, you have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. Nobody can solve all of this, but they're the best in the business. 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com if you use the promo code BECK. LifeLock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK. That Mark Levin book sounds pretty good. I just wish he had a TV show. If there's a
0: place we could get it. There he, it's is rare. It's on blaze TV dot com slash Glenn. Yes.
1: What's the promo code? Glenn. The Glenn Beck program and Mr. Pat Gray joins us now. Hello, Pat. Hello, Glenn. Welcome to your studio. Thank you. Again, that's really kind Thank of you. cool to see. you. Yeah. Like, well, I've right been there. I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about huh. it, you know? Yeah. So <clears> it's good to have
4: you. It's good to have you as well. <laughs> uh, and I can't wait to have the door-to-door solicitors from the Biden administration. Right? Showing up at my door about the vaccine. Seriously. That's I can't be awesome. Wait. <clears throat> I actually can't wait for them to show I, up at my house. Oh, uh, I love solicitation so much at my door that it's going to be really... Did
1: you see that even if it says no solicitors, if you have a neighborhood or anything, mm-hmm. it says no solicitors. They said solicitors. ignore it. Ignore it. They're going to go anyway.
4: Yeah. that's uh, Some of the helpful hints... Um, that's one of them, is ignore no soliciting signs. You're not soliciting. You're offering critical information and sources. What they are doing is not illegal.
1: Can I tell you something? Isn't that what the Jehovah Witnesses are doing as well? Yes. When they knock on your door, aren't they delivering important information? Important information. (laughs) They are. I'd be remiss. Salvation. They believe what is it? One hundred and eighty-eight thousand are going to be the only survivors. I mean, you. But if you don't a, have a
4: copy of the uh, Watchtower, you, don't you want one? Don't and you want one? Of course. That's,
0: this is an interesting point. So, so uh, religious people uh, going door to door. Mormons this is, going door to door. That's question. that's critical. <laughs> that's
1: critical. <laughs> that's critical. <laughs> there's a, there's I mean, really, if you're using a, that excuse, mm-hmm. there you go. What's more critical than yeah. saving a oh, man's yeah, soul?
4: Of course, right. There's a funny meme going around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biden and Jen Psaki showing up at the door. <laughs> They're both wearing white shirts and ties, and they both oh, have Mormon it. missionary yeah, tags. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Yeah. yeah. It's funny business. Mm-hmm. And they they actually, the I think what, one of the memes had the little caption, would you like to hear more about your Lord and Savior? Anthony Fauci. (laughs) Uh, Wow. (laughs) True. It's true. It is true. So, so you can't. They can't uh, be bothered by the no solicitation sign. You don't have to be selling something to be a solicitor. A solicitor is anybody who shows up at my door that I don't want there, and you're trying to get me to to do anything. You're trying to get me information. I don't want it. I don't want the product you're selling. If I want something, I'm going to go to you. There is no <clears throat> circumstance in which I want someone at my door. Right.
0: I don't even want the people delivering things knocking on the door. I want them to just leave the stuff out there so I can pick it up later. i, love it when I actually that. like
1: them to bring it to the couch, but I don't want to talk right. to them or That's a great point. see them or anything.
0: <laughs> I know. I and
4: like, you don't want to have to get up and open the door. <laughs> right. right. Somebody I mean, else has my to do gosh, that.
1: Gosh, what? what kind of world are we living in? <laughs>
0: There's been a lot of downside over the past 18 months, but less human interaction is not one of them we mm-hmm. need to maintain mm-hmm. that we need to continue it into the future we i cut ca- ca- well, ca- my, my, my a... human interaction by what 80 percent. that's not a i'll go that's 85 that's a good thing, a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah
1: i will tell you that i believe this is a super spreader event the door knocking
4: <laughs> oh yeah oh, <laughs> you're really? right
1: oh yeah i think you're right oh yeah that's one thing we've learned over the over the real vaccine is
0: a liberal cause because that cures all COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, if you really want COVID to go away, just love progressivism enough. If you like George Floyd enough and you want to make sure you're out there for racial politics or you're out there to to celebrate Joe Biden's Mm -hmm. victory, then COVID goes away. Mm -hmm. It's only when you're using a conservative cause that that it can really spread. Sure,
1: sure. And remember, let's remember, in the words of uh, our golden calf, uh, Anthony Fauci, this is not... Federal workers going door to door, quoting, it's trusted messengers who are part of the community doing that.
0: Okay, right. All like right. Their example was that your local uh, pharmacist, which again, like my I local go pharmacist to the is pharmac- coming to my door. <laughs> That's what they're saying. My local I pharmacist yeah.
1: really passed I mean, people from your go back church. and do your job. Let's get going. Mm-hmm. What are people waiting in line for? People are dying. You're sitting here talking to people door to door. How about you go and, I don't know, maybe fill some prescriptions? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's
4: an idea. What's the concept?
0: The concept here is that they're, are they going to volunteer for this? Or are they paying? Like, are they paying the I local pharmacist no. to walk
4: around? No. These are volunteers, as far as I know. Okay, they, so- these are these are just people who are doing it out of the goodness of their heart. this
1: is. By the way, can I just point out this is community organizing?
4: Yeah, yeah absolutely. This yes.
1: is com- our government has mm-hmm. become community organizers. Like,
0: um, correct me if I'm wrong here, Pat. You know the Constitution better than anybody. But what would prevent your local farm? Pharma- what would? You- why would your local pharmacists need the federal government to go door to door and talk about a vaccine? Like they, mm-hmm. n- they're the ones giving the vaccines. <laughs> right. They know. Uh, they, they know exactly how it works. They don't need go- information from the government
4: to go door to door. They could just do it if they wanted to do it. And the weird thing is, if you aren't vaccinated, they can't give you, they're not giving you the vaccine <laughs> no. at the if you choose to accept it. That's right. they're why they're saying, you, go get it. And that's you say, why, yeah, okay. That's why when they come to your door, you just
1: say, Oh, my gosh. I was just on my way. I'm on my way. You guys, stop talking to me. (laughs) You're keeping me from going to the pharmacist. You're the pharmacist? Well, get back to work, man. I have an appointment with you in about two minutes. You're making me late. this is such a it's just a strange
0: focus right it's it's like i there is so like you know you think about people who don't want to take the vaccine there's some people who just really don't want a vaccine for any reason right well my body my choice right right but i mean but i'm just saying like that's there's an ideological opposition to vaccines among some people there's a large group of people though that just like you know don't really i'll get it eventually or uh you know it's like I don't really want to get it, but I don't really know much about it. I've heard some weird stuff online. Like, there are people who might be convincible, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, I know someone who was on the borderline of the vaccine, went to their doctor for their annual appointment, and they said, hey, you know, you should definitely get it. And they went and got it. Right. Like, there are people who are, like, not opposed to it. Did for they any... die shortly after? They did not. They're still alive. As far as the I know, I have tail. not talked to them in a while. Third <laughs> eye. They have a third, uh, eye. I have a third <laughs> eye. I haven't <laughs> yeah. seen any reports Brain of it. aneurysms. I hate that. Every two minutes. But, but, yeah. But, like, yeah, if you right, want to get people <clears throat> vaccinated, like, you could argue some of those people are gettable. But, like, they, I swear they're doing everything they can so that people will well, not let get let me ask vaccinated. you this.
1: If, yes. if Donald Trump said, yes. we're sending out a bunch of people, entrusted people in your neighborhood, to come door to door and talk to you about the vaccine vaccine which you all said you wouldn't take if donald trump were the president totally you all yeah. said mm-hmm. that now if we said if 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 donald trump said we're gonna do this we're gonna we gotta go knock on doors what do you think the left would say oh they'd be out of their mind with this do you think it would change any hearts or minds no, no of no. course not now no, they- these guys are doing everything they can just and you notice they, they are changing the language now you are dangerous right if you don't get it you are now and
0: dangerous and yep. that's targeted at one specific group which are republicans and conservatives and people in the south right the old, the majority of people who are vaccine hesitant are minority groups when you talk about you know uh, per capita Minority groups are more hesitant. It's it's not Republicans, it's it's minority groups. It's it's blacks and Hispanics largely who are more hesitant than uh white Republicans are. Uh, you know, but if you wanted to get white Republicans to go on, we talked about this last week when you were gone, you want to get white Republicans to take the vaccine, put America's number one vaccine cheerleader in front of the camera, his name is Donald Trump. He over and over and over and over and over again in every interview that he has says that it's his legacy, they're trying to take my legacy. I'm the one who got this done. I got it done when they all said we couldn't get it done. He keeps saying it in every interview, and they don't bring him on to talk about it. They should. They, they should. If, if CNN actually cares, bring Donald Trump on. Don't ask him about white supremacy. Don't ask him about January 6th. Ask him about the vaccine and why his
1: followers should get but it. But I don't yep. think that that's what mm-hmm. they are interested in yes, at all. They are not interested in getting the vaccine out. They are interested mm-hmm. in labeling people dangerous enemies yep
0: they want the talking point more than they want the people to get the vaccine which if they really believe the vaccine is good which i think they do says a hell of a lot about what they think about people you know it says a hell of a lot that they're willing to 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 sacrifice you know the to to continue a pandemic in their own eyes right in in effort to keep a talking point to make donald trump and his followers look evil because that's what they want they want that more than they want people to get the shot
4: it's pretty revealing when you think about it from their perspective. It is. And this is fascinating, this whole uh, door-to-door thing to me, because they even have some dialogue that you you can engage the homeowner with. Oh, Oh, yes. Yes. Ding dong. Hello. I just opened the door. Hello. Is that what you say when you open the door? You say, (laughs) I just opened the door. (laughs) I
1: opened
0: the door. Hello, stranger.
4: (laughs) I noticed you opened the door. Thank you for opening it.
1: You're welcome, stranger. (laughs)
4: Uh, Then you need to say, I'm sorry, we don't allow solicitation on our property. I'm sorry, we don't (laughs) allow solicitation on our property. I understand. Hand, I, but
1: i'm good. not selling anything when you said but my dog <laughs> has a secret word and i want you to know it's butt <laughs> wait does
0: that
4: honestly oh, no. uh, is there boy. a secret killer dog uh line on your there is not there, there is not. not. No. No. well because okay. uh, i'm supposed Don't to just come to continue saying okay. we want to provide accurate information to th- yeah. seniors in well, your
0: community no solicitors wait. means you wait but 90 percent <laughs> of seniors are already vaccinated
4: why are you here Does this have a line for that? Well, all I want to see is your seniors (laughs) protected against COVID. That's (laughs) all I'm saying. Okay. That's all I want. Well, then, then I'm not a senior citizen.
1: I may look like one. You sure do. But it's, it's really, just really just my eating really habits really, really, really and do. the fact that I've I'm
4: never worked out you. a day I'm in my life. I'm not believing you. Really? <laughs> yeah. How so. many months
1: per day are you out in the sun?
0: <laughs> <What's>, uh...
4: <laughs> uh, then if you ever get, if you ever encounter somebody saying, I've had allergic reactions to I've medication. I've had allergic reactions yeah. to medications. Uh, hey, I'm that's... sorry to hear that, sir. But the only true contraindication to this vaccine is a Wait. severe <laughs> anaphylactic reaction to an injectable vaccine in your past. Oh, I already have that. I listen to that duck. I have that Aflac stuff. No, that's not an Aflac it,
0: vaccine. No, oh, it's not, not an Aflac. Oh, okay. Dump, sign sir. me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. So you want the vaccine? You've, we've converted I, you? You've converted okay. me. Okay. Here's what you have to do now. Go online, Mr. Senior, and find an appointment through the the scheduling service. Then get yourself there to
4: get it sometime randomly in the future. You might, lo- you, you wait, might wait, notice wait, wait, wait. that as Can exactly you... what you would have done had I not come to your door. But
1: wait a minute. Hang on just a second. But you are standing here <laughs> around my door. Uh uh-huh. you, You've just convinced me I'm ready to go. Can you make that appointment for me? I can't.
4: No, I can't. Can you... I don't have... You can't even put
1: my name on a lid. Can you give me where it's happening?
4: What I'm going to do is record this conversation and uh, record what a pain in the ass you are. (laughs) Don't worry. My neighbors have already reported me to the same place. (laughs)
1: Uh, There's another step that the government took on this Uh, yesterday. We'll talk to you about it coming up in just a moment. It's where it gets frightening. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) okay let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour it is patriot mobile i don't have to tell you that the basic american way of life is circling the drain we were just talking to uh, uh mark levin about his new book and he's like we have got to boycott these companies and he is right now A better way of saying boycott, I think, is when you have a choice, let's look at those companies that exist where you can make the choice to get away from them. All right. That's Patriot Mobile. They have the largest coverage area out of all of the phone companies. Uh, They have the best customer service, just rated number one customer service. They offer great coverage, great quality, uh, and a much lower price. So what are you doing? Why are you giving your money to these people who are part of the problem? Let's send a message and ask them, can you hear me now? Stick together, support companies that speak the truth and fight on our side. And that is PatriotMobile.com slash PatriotMobile.com slash back. Call them right now, 972 Patriot or patriotmobile.com slash back. This is the Glenn Beck program. Um, here is Joe Biden yesterday supporting the Cuban protesters. Listen to this.
5: Folks, I want to start by recognizing the remarkable protests that are taking place in Cuba the Cuban people demanding their freedom from an authoritarian regime. And I don't think we've seen anything like this protest uh, in a long, long time, if, if quite frankly, ever. Um, the United States stands firmly with the people of Cuba as they assert their universal rights. And we call on the government, the government of Cuba to refrain from violence or attempts to silence the voice of the people of Cuba.
1: Does that shock you? Does that shock you that he's saying that, that they're crying out for freedom from an authoritarian government? It shouldn't shock me, but it no. does.
0: Well, remember, this is this is the fallback. The first position was Ah, the
4: Cubans are protesting COVID.
1: No, they're still saying here's here's Pasaki mm. on the Cuban protests.
6: We're still assessing uh, what is motivating and, of course, and driving all of the individuals who came to the streets. But we know that when I, we say exhaustion, the, uh, the, um, the, uh, the manner by which the people of Cuba are governed, that can cover a range of issues. Whether it's uh, economic suppression, media suppression, lack of uh, access to health and medical supplies, including vaccines. There are a range of reasons and, and voices we're hearing yeah. from people. Okay, on the stop.
1: So, I mean, listen to what she just said economic suppression, we got that going on here. Um uh media suppression, not not letting voices be heard. Yeah, totally doing, different. Totally degrees. different. Totally, no, yeah, no, no, no. Right. But we're on the road. Mm. We're on the road. Uh I, I, you know, you have CNN saying we need to make these people who don't take a vaccine pay. We need to make life very difficult mm-hmm. for them. I mean, that is that's incredible. Incredible. And I, they don't see the connection here
0: <laughs> they don't know and no. instinctively they don't have any reaction to this i mean their their instinctive reaction was to say well they must be having a bad time with covid that's why they're out in the streets no that's not why i mean do we remember michael moore's glowing documentary about the cuban healthcare system oh yeah it's the best it, uh, it was the best mm-hmm. and that was praised by the media mm-hmm. here you have a situation where they initially go after it and say it's covid their, their instinct isn't to recognize they've been struggling against this for how many decades just to just to have any element of freedom. And finally, they're doing something. Now, again, they, you're right. I think Biden
1: eventually got to a good spot with that statement. But it took
0: took days. How was that? Not Imagine
1: instinct? if we had a leader that actually believed in freedom and the republic, what difference we could make right now with Cuba. I think people would be free in Cuba. Uh if you know elections would have gone other direction. <laughs> this is the Glenback program. Whether it's for work or play this summer, take your Raycons with you. I'm at the ranch right now, and I'm gonna be plugged in as I get onto my tractor, more of a bulldozer now, and move some earth and then hit the hills. I'll be wearing a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in my ears so I can listen to podcasts or I can listen to great music while I make hay, if you will. You'll get crisp, powerful beats at half the price of other premium audio brands. Raycons. They look great, they feel even better, and they come in a range of cool colors with customizable gel tips included for comfortable in-ear fit. They're the most comfortable earbuds I've ever owned. Listen up. Raycon is offering 15% off all their products. Just go to buyraycon.com slash back. There you'll find 15% off your entire Raycon order. It's a great deal. You'll want to grab a pair and Despair. spare it's 15 percent off now at buyraycon.com slash back thanks so much hillary let me tell you about american financing uncomfortable question for many times for many people including me how many times do you pick up your cell phone or your device and you start scrolling up through facebook or twitter or whatever it is and you've just blown 20 minutes take 10 minutes of that time take 10 minutes of that time and uh, uh, go right away to AmericanFinancing.net and just look at what they do, what they provide, get on the phone with them, and spend 10 minutes and just say, hey, look, here's what I'm paying for my mortgage. This is what uh, I have. Um, these are my bills. I, uh, can I even roll them in? See how much money they can save. They can save you hundreds, if not a $1,000 every single month. American Financing at 800-906-2440 AmericanFinancing.net 800-906-2440 It's going to get harder and harder to get loans and you will understand why I say that a little bit uh, clearer in, uh, in just a minute. Stand by. 15 seconds. are the times to try men's souls these are the times where we have to decide who we are what we believe in what's being done to us what are we changing into is that where we want to go we're gonna show you how this uh, this net is being thrown over a good portion of this country half of this country trying to force you to comply but what is it they're building I'll share that with you in 60 seconds. The Glenn
5: Beck Program.
1: You know, Mike Lindell started his company with a dream. And thank goodness he did, because I've been having dreams and a good night's sleep uh, every night because of his dream. It's a pillow. One fluff, head hits the pillow, and I am out. That is the tip of the iceberg, because Mike Lindell also had other products, and he's got them on sale right now for, to help you get the best night's sleep of your life. Like the My Pillow Mattress Topper, which will keep your mattress cool all night. And the Giza Dream Sheets, which are fantastic. Right now, if you order the Giza Dream Sheets, by the way, you can get two for one. Two for one, low price. These sheets are made from Giza cotton, the best in the world. They're durable. They get softer. The more you use them, the more you wash them. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and check out the two for one low price offer. On the Giza Dream Sheets, you'll find deep discounts on other MyPillow products as well. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. Get the great radio specials right now. 800-966-3117, MyPillow.com.
3: Mr. Huxley predicted that someday the entire world would live under a frightful dictatorship. Who and what are the enemies of freedom? There are a number of technological devices to accelerate this process of going away from freedom. You're likely to get social unrest under such conditions. The Communist Party will be the heirs to this position of power. Who and what, Who and what are the what? enemies of freedom? Propaganda. Suddenly people have found themselves in a situation which they didn't foresee and doing all sorts of things they didn't really want to do. We mustn't be caught by surprise. And what? Who and what are the enemies of freedom? Subliminal projection. Democracy depends on the individual voter making an intelligent and rational choice. But what these people are doing is to try to bypass the rational side of man and to appeal directly to these unconscious forces below the surface instruments for obtaining power. It's extremely important not to let any one man or any one small group have too much power, for what are the constitutions except devices for limiting power? We mustn't be caught by surprise by our own advancing technology. Who and what? Who and what are the enemies of freedom? All these new devices are extremely efficient instruments for the imposition of power by small groups over larger masses. The price of freedom is eternal vigilance.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program, so we have to be eternally vigilant and new technologies that can change the world and uh, overthrow our freedoms. Let me give you a story from yesterday. The Biden administration casting conservative opponents of the COVID-19 vaccine campaign as dangerous and extreme. This is new terminology from them. If you don't believe in the vaccine, which I do, I just choose not to get it because I've already had COVID. I still have the antibodies. I'm going to let my body do the work. But I have no problem if somebody wants to take the vaccine. I would not give it to my kids. But I certainly would recommend it for, for my parents or anybody else. In fact, we've urged our parents to get it and they have. But if you don't take it. You are dangerous and extreme. Now, this is a political posture. And the reason why they're doing it is to convince people that we should take it. You, hey, you dangerous extremist. You should get the vaccine. Uh, I don't think no. I don't think you're calling me a dangerous extremist and you're going door to door. Now, Fauci said yesterday that, uh, you know, there's this this misunderstanding, a bunch of federal workers knocking on your door, telling you got to do something you don't want to do. He said, that's not what it is. It's not the case. It's trusted messengers who are part of the community doing that, not government officials. I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is. Why not just give the vaccine to my doctor? And my doctor can help me make the decision and my doctor can give me the vaccine when I'm in the office. I get my flu shot that way. Why can't why can't I do that? Wouldn't make sense. Now, there's something buried in this story. And here's what it is. Biden allied groups, including the Democratic National Committee. Are also planning to engage fact checkers more aggressively and work with SMS carriers to dispel misinformation about vaccines that are sent over social media and text messages. Huh. Now, the story goes back into how the Biden administration want to take politics completely out of this. But wait, hold it just a second. Wait, the Democratic National Committee and Biden allied groups Are planning to engage fact checkers more aggressively and work with SMS carriers to dispel misinformation about vaccines that are sent over social media and text messages. Now, I've got a few questions that apparently the Politico doesn't want to answer uh, or don't even think that they're they're important, In responding to the political story, Leslie Palma, she just uh, average American, just said, I think you buried the lead in your story. DNC reading text messages is pretty damn scary. Well, the author at Politico said, as the story points out, it's allied private groups that are working with SMS carriers, not the White House right 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 she didn't say that she said it's the dnc reading text messages which is what you wrote in your story even then there's no ability for groups to read individual texts aside from the ones they received themselves uh-huh. could you clarify a couple of uh, uh, things for me how does the dnc define misinformation I'd like to know what misinformation is. I'd like a clear definition so I can avoid those things. Um, And and how would the SMS carriers know when so-called misinformation is being spread over text? Are they now reading all of our texts? They have an algorithm that is doing that. So what are you telling the algorithm to look for? And how do you dispel that misinformation? I'd like answers, Politico. Uh, Natasha Korecki, could, could, you, could you fill us in on that? Maybe an update on your story and just help us out? Because things are starting to seem a little 1984. Klaus Schwab has called, now he's the, from the World Economic Forum. He's the guy, the leader of the Great Reset. He says it is time to immunize the Internet because there are viruses being spread on the Internet, and we have to know who's spreading these viruses. Uh-huh. I think we might have a different definition of virus, Klaus. Now what they're saying is they want everyone to have to have biometric data whenever they get online. So there's a fingerprint on who it is. Uh Uh-huh. And it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be for your safety, really. That's what it is. We'll be able to know exactly who everybody is, exactly what they tweet, what they read, what they do. It'll be fantastic, and it will never be abused. By the way, in a completely unrelated story, I told you yesterday about the new bill that came out last week to put the government in charge of your credit score the idea is to dramatically overhaul the u.s credit reporting industry oh my gosh the comprehensive credit act and the protecting your credit score act of 2021 is a bill now under consideration it's coming from the consumer financial protection bureau that is the elizabeth warren group that uh, she set up under barack obama And they're going to take the the uh, responsibility away from these, quote, profit-seeking companies. It's why these profit-seeking credit bureaus are constantly expanding their products into uses such as employment insurance, tenant screening that ultimately harms Americans and contributes to the massive inequality in our nation. So. What they're saying is they need to take it over because there's no fairness built into these profit seeking companies. Do you realize what control the United States government will have over your life if they are the one issuing your social credit and believe me, it will become social credit. It's, it's not based on your financial ability. It's not based on merit. It's not based on what you make, how you spend it. It's not based on really anything traditional. It's a dramatic overhaul. By the way, the banks are, are deep, deeply in bed now with, uh, with ESG. That is a new credit score. That all of us will have when I say that it's going to get harder and harder for you to get alone. It is going to be harder and harder for you to get alone. You remember, this is nothing new. If you are found to be a dangerous extremist in any socialist nation. By the way, you notice that the the um, Democratic Socialist Party um, they're not over in Sweden right now saying, hey, can you give us some of your good ideas? They're in Venezuela right now talking to Madura. Can you give us some of your ideas? I thought well, this is all about Sweden, not about that kind of socialism. I guess you were lying to us. What a surprise. What's happening right now is the Great Reset, but it is not a conspiracy theory it is a conspiracy fact it is my contention that the marxist movement they are being these are useful idiots they are being used by very powerful corporations and our government and they believe that the only way that we're going to be able to survive as a nation is to get the government and big business in together so they can make the decisions on what we should consume what we should build how we should move what we should wear what our co2 footprint is right now if i were a tree i'd be like these people are so stupid (sighs) is what i breathe in as a tree i just want I want to show you that it is a long standing goal of the left. A long-standing goal of the left to do this. I, I've shared something with you before, but I just read it again this weekend, and I thought to myself, Wow. Uh this reads differently than it did five years ago. I want to show you the plan that they said in 1941, was already into the government. This is where they were moving in 1941. And we're now seeing it come to out, out in the open. I'll give that to you here in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you a little bit about Built Bar. That's right, Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is... Um, is a way for you to not deprive yourself if you are trying to stay healthy you're trying to get fit whatever um it is a really really good candy bar that's what i call it they call it a protein bar but i'm telling you it's a candy bar uh you could wrap this in you know snickers or whatever and people would not they would not think well this is healthy it's made with real chocolate and it is delicious but it has about uh, 120 calories, 4 grams of net carbs. It's got lots of protein in it. It's really good for you. And I'm telling you, it tastes like a candy bar. And they have nine different flavors. You can get a mix box if you want. You can try two of each of the nine flavors. They have a new URL, and it's super easy to remember. Just, just go to Built.com. Built. Dot com. Use the promo code BECK15 and get 15% off your next order. It is really, really good. If you're trying to stay healthy and you need something sweet, this is the best way to do it. It's built.com. Promo code BECK15. Built.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So I want to I want to I want you to listen to the goals of 1941, uh, something that was written by Stuart Chase uh, and the Obama administration used a lot of the words of Stuart Chase. Remember, his uh, second campaign was the road we are traveling. Do you remember that his second campaign used that slogan a lot? The road we are traveling. And what did Biden use? Biden used built back better. Well, that's the World Economic Forum. But if you look at the goals of the World Economic Forum and then you look at the goals of Stuart Chase on in a book called The Road We Are Traveling, they sound familiar. Now, in this book, um, they talk about um, a managerial revolution. That things just need to be managed. We don't need all these messy elections and everything else. We just need a managerial uh, revolution. And they thought originally that that was going to be fascism or communism. But then fascism and communism got a bad name in the 1930s. So they had to change it. And they didn't know what to call it. And so they called it free enterprise into X. Now, what is the goal of the Great Reset? The goal of the Great Reset is to change capitalism, to change the free enterprise into something called stakeholder uh, capitalism. It don't, don't make no mistake, it's not capitalism. It's statism. And the state doesn't own the companies, but the state takes over the role of managing a lot of companies. I want to go through and tell me if this isn't been done verbatim. And this does not read like it did five years ago. Free enterprise into system X, a strong centralized government. Look at what they're doing right now with the voting rights. Look what they're doing. What are they doing? They are going against the constitution and trying to federalize all of the elections there's no better example today of a strong centralized government than what's going on today every single day. And they're trying to use this Texas
0: Democratic walkout today with, with, com, in combination with a Biden speech to try
1: to bring that issue home. Yeah, and they're, they're going to do their, their best. Uh, by the way, you want to talk about a strong centralized uh, government on... Page nine of Biden's conservation plan, uh, there are 15 governors now who are standing up and saying, wait a minute, this is a land grab. It's the 30 by 30 plan and the 50 by 50. The federal government wants to own 30 percent of all land in America by 2030. What what are they at now? Do we know? Uh, No, I don't. Uh, it's because they own a lot of the West. They own a lot of the West, but, the West, yeah, but, that's, uh, but that's mostly it. The West, um, or they want 30% of all of the uh, land and then 50% of all the land. Why? Well, listen to this. They also want control of banking, credit, and ex- security exchanges by the government. You effectively have that through the Fed. It's a public-private partnership credit they are now taking over this is 1941 Stuart chase the guy who who coined the term the new deal the underwriting of employment by the government aren't we seeing that right now kind of it's you're not working oh totally i mean they've now released this program where they're sending you monthly checks for your child credit The underwriting of Social Security by the government, old age, pensions, Mm -hmm. unemployment insurance, Mm -hmm. and the like. Mm -hmm. Listen to this one. The underwriting of food, housing, and medical care by the government. The United States is already uh, experimenting with providing these essentials. Other nations are far along the road. Food, housing, medical care. All in part. Yeah, you know, not 100 percent, but partially already
0: done.
4: You're and
1: hearing people talk about expanding all the time. Yes, mm-hmm. all the time to food and and housing. You can't have a basic living wage without a house that goes with it. Look at what's happening in Oakland, where they're saying no more single housing units. Um, This is moving quickly. Uh, and I want to continue down this because it is astounding how far the left has come in about 173 days. They are closing this deal on us. And Americans need to stand up.
5: This is the Glenback Program.
1: And I've been standing by this river next to the highway, panning for gold. I'm going for about five years now. I found a tiny flake here and an itty-bitty nugget there, but never no, enough but. But my ship has arrived. There at the bottom of my pan, a giant lump of gold. The prospector smiled, his mostly toothless smile, wiped his brow, and looked back up the highway where sat his old Ford Pinto. Well, looks like I'm finally going to be able to get my car repaired after all these years. Hallelujah! Nobody told the old geezer that if he had car shield, he could have had his repairs covered and been on about his merry way shortly after his car broke down. In fact, somebody would have picked him up and picked the car up. Roadside assistance, rental car, the mechanic of his choice. (laughs) darn it, it would have been good to know that yeah sure would i tell you what go right now to carshield.com slash back and save 10 percent. it's carshield.com save 10 percent. deductible may apply your car your car is out of coverage get it covered now carshield.com slash back and head over to blaze tv.com slash glenn the promo
0: code is glen. you'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to blaze tv
1: Stuart Chase, who coined the term the New Deal, he was a big uh, economic advisor uh, to FDR at the end of the war. Uh, Nineteen. This was in the early 1940s while we were still going, but it looked like the tide was going to turn into our favor. Um, began to ponder, okay, so what's next? We know fascism, which a lot of people in Washington at the time They liked fascism. They liked communism. They liked central control. This was before all of the atrocities were really known. Once the atrocities became known, uh, that's when people started saying, "Okay, well, that's not going to work. That's not good because they knew that Americans and the people world over would be horrified if you said, you know what? Let's uh, let's become, uh, you know, a dictatorship, kind of like Mussolini, Hitler. Let's go communist." They knew that wouldn't sell. And so they said, we have to come up with a a new system, System X. And uh, they said names are thrown around socialism, state capitalism, communism, fascism. But they mean nothing and will only lead to confusion. That's why we're using the term System X free enterprise turned into System X. Now, what does System X look like? And see if this doesn't sound exactly like the Great Reset. An executive arm growing at the expense of the legislature and judicial arms. Control of banking, credit, security exchanges by the government, underwriting of employment by the government, the underwriting of Social Security uh, and pensions, uh, unemployment insurance, uh, the underwriting of food, housing and medical care. All of these things we are now on the road and you are hearing people say. We need guaranteed housing. We need guaranteed food. We need a basic universal income. The use of deficit spending to finance all of these underwritings, the annual balanced budget has lost its old time sanctity. The abandonment of gold in favor of managed currencies, the control of foreign trade by the government, the control of natural resources, the control of energy sources, hydroelectric, coal, petroleum, natural gas, the control of transportation, railway, highway, airway, waterway, the control of agricultural production, the control of labor organizations, uh, healthy taxation with special emphasis on estates and incomes of the rich. Not much taking over of property or industries in the old socialistic sense. The formula appears to be control without ownership. It's interesting to recall some of the formulas used, uh, blah, 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 blah. So this is the Great Reset. This is what Stuart Chase said in the 1940s is the road in which we are traveling. And he outlines that it was a, a good thing. Let me give you a couple of things here that he said people are going to bring up as problems. One, monetary problems. You you just can't spend that much money. He said, what are we going to do with all that gold in Kentucky like it exists? If it proves to be useless as a money base, what base can be substituted? Do we need a base at all? After all, Germany seemed to get along without one. Oh, Uh, will money primarily become just a bookkeeping device to move goods? You notice that's what they're saying now about printing money. We're not printing money. We're just digitizing. And it's just—it's all just on the books. It's not, it's not even real. And that's what's happening to us with money. It's not real anymore. It ties very closely into modern monetary theory exactly as well. Exactly right. What does it matter? We'll just keep printing it. It'll help yep. us keep track of stuff, but it's and not as really And As long important. as we have control, the government says, mm-hmm. and we can tell corporations what to make and what not to make, then we can control it. That's the theory. Um, He also says political problems. Now, listen to this. And I want you to keep in mind, do you remember what what uh, Joe Biden said? I think at least once in his state of the union, he uh, addressed it uh, obliquely. But he also met with all of the TV anchors, you know, the approved ones before the state of the union. And what did he say? Do you remember? What did he ask? He said the big challenge in front of us is to see if a democracy, for as good as it's been, if a democracy can compete in this modern world of authoritarianism, because they can make decisions and move quickly and they're going to bury us. And that's really the challenge ahead of us. Listen to this. Political problems. This is 1940s political problems what changes in our political institutions will be will be necessary to make democracy more efficient and more capable of swiftly meeting the great economic decisions which government must make in the years before us the threat of competition in efficiency by the totalitarian states will hang over us for a long time and muddling through will not be good enough This is the same thing. Mm. And it's it's either one hell of a coincidence that the Great Reset and this two different offers uh, authors two different times match exactly what the United States has been going through. And we've been arguing about since the 1940s. Here's the thing. You are not being at the decisions are being made right now. And you are not being asked. That's why this is stakeholder capitalism. Well, where am I? Where's my voice? I'm a stakeholder. Your voice is being represented by those who represent you that you elected in your government. That is the honest to God answer from the World Economic Forum. Your voice is being heard by your politicians. Our politicians all over the world are not listening to the people. They're not listening. And we're being told to reject all the old voices. We're to reject our history. Because we're all going to be one. So reject those hate mongers of Washington and Jefferson. They were old, outdated ideas. I always go to Churchill because he's one of my favorites. And he is... Uh, I mean, he is a split personality in the West. He's a hero in the East with India. He's a monster. So which one is he? Well, he's both. He's both. It is the fight, the individual fight between good and evil that is in all of us. And where do you end up in the end? And did Winston Churchill do more good than bad? We can't reject people for mistakes that they made, especially in Churchill's uh, in Churchill's case where he admits the mistake. And it was like, yeah, I was probably all wrong on that one. I don't know what it was happening to me. I believe in redemption, but this new world has no redemption. You either comply and you comply fully or you're out. Well, I'm sorry, I don't comply, nor will I. And I know we shall overcome. We will. Because if God does exist, these are his rights, not ours. And he will not have a proud and unrighteous people hold those and to protect them for others. If we're not protecting those rights for everyone, well, then we're going to lose our rights and our right to stand there. But we are being, make no mistake, we are being sold, bound and chained to an enemy that has killed over 100 million of our own people in the last 70 years china is the world's greatest mass murderer and we are being sold down the river they are the people that in 1960s had the cultural revolution which is exactly like this this is how it started and it ended up with a mass slaughter and the destruction of all history Even all families and family genealogy, nobody in China really knows their past past a few grandparents because it was all erased because it didn't matter because you as an individual didn't matter. And every time we buy a product from Nike or Apple or we get on Facebook, we should remember you are being sold To China by these companies. BlackRock, which is behind the ESG thing, they're sitting as, um, I don't know, Sith Lords in the Treasury. They're sitting there as Sith Lords with our Vice President and President. They are the economic advisors. They and the central banks around the world with ESG, wake up. You have a choice. You are either going to be part of the collective. And whatever you think doesn't matter. They will make the decisions for you. A lot of people right now who are sitting out and taking the unemployment and won't go to work. That's what you're voting for. Your actions are voting right now. I will be compliant and I will be part of the collective. I want someone to make the decisions for me. I want someone just to take care of me. But I warn you, you are living off of the fumes of freedom. Your freedom will not look like this once it's completely gone and there are no fumes left. Your life will not be a sweet little paradise where you can play games all day. Here's what we need to do as people a wake up, stand up and don't stand up against things per se. Stand up for the Bill of Rights. When you're going in to stand up against CRT, you call it by its name. It's evil. It's evil. And here's how I know, because it rejects redemption It says that white people are inherently bad and they have to atone and they'll never actually be able to atone for sins that they didn't commit. It's evil. But what's more important is that I'm standing here as an American, not a Chinese citizen. I'm standing here as an American and America has a few rules and those rules are in our Bill of Rights and I will stand up you never surre- never ever surrender to lies never if they're asking you to sign documents to say these things to go in for this little meeting and you have to say and do things never say them never write them out never ever ever put your name down on lies never it's wrong. And that's one thing we have to understand. The difference between right or wrong. Do not comply when you know it's wrong. Don't. Now, understand what that means. You're going to be a pariah. You're not going to be popular. You could lose everything that you have. You could. I got news for you. I'm planning on it. I'm enjoying it while it lasts because I'm planning on it. This job isn't going to last. You think if this world actually comes, you think I just keep going on doing what I'm doing? I don't think so. So plan on it. Because then you kind of get used to it. And then you really become powerful. Because then you have nothing to lose. And when people have nothing to lose, they either give up or they recognize the only thing of value they have is their soul, who they truly are. And once you realize I got nothing to lose but my soul, you will stand up and you will fight the righteous fight for the freedom of all mankind. All right, let me tell you about Rectech. If you take your grilling game seriously, um, then you probably already know about Rectech. Yeah, I take my uh, grilling game serious. Uh, well, I mean, I actually just don't want to burn everything. And that's the way I was before. And I it was so great. I went over to a friend's house and uh, he was making some steaks. And he said, i have really good steaks. How do you like your steak? And I said, medium rare. And he said, OK, it's probably going to come out black, uh, but I'll try to get it. It'll either be black or raw. And I said, oh, my gosh, that's the way I have it at my house. That's before I had a rec tech. Now, everything you make on a Rectech, because it has smart grill technology, it comes out perfectly. The Rectech smokes, it grills, it even bakes. And once you've used one, you'll realize that's the last grill you're ever going to want to own. Rectech. You can follow them on social media. You can ask the people on social media, tell me what's so great about these things. You'll hear the testimonies from people just like you. Sign up for their newsletter. Just check them out now, RecTech with a Q at the end. R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. That's rectech.com.
5: Tomorrow night on Glenn TV. The worst of the COVID pandemic may be over, but the virus's after effects will be with us for years. And now we can finally connect the dots, showing what really happened. Did America's elites trust communist China with a civilization-killing virus and then lie to cover up their mistakes? Glenn's back at the chalkboard with what happened and who was involved. Deadly negligence, exposing the real origins and cover-up of the COVID-19 pandemic. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern at BlazeTV.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: Hey, if you missed any of the program today, uh, go back and listen to the podcast. We had a fascinating conversation with Mark Levin today. Uh, He's the uh, Blaze TV host, Levin TV, also, you know, famed radio host and author of a book that is out today called The American Marxism. American Marxism. It's available everywhere. Buy it. It's really good. He talks about, uh, you know, things that we have to do. He he spells out the disaster in the first six chapters. And the last chapter is 10,000 words of what we have to do. And what we have to do is start to stand up and unite uh, and start coordinating a little bit better on the things that we we believe in. Stand up and boycott those things that are standing directly against us. Do you hear about Toyota? They found out that over 50% of the cars were sold, Toyota cars were sold to conservatives. They kind of changed the way they're uh, looking at America and the investments that they're making because of that.
5: This is the Glenn
1: Beck Program. Some facts are uh, fun, like the first oranges weren't orange. They were green. Did you know that? The letter Q does not appear in the state in the name of any state. Not mm. so interesting.
5: really. No, uh,
1: <laughs> Americans overspend on insurance by 21 billion dollars every year. That's a fact and an astounding fact. That's why the Zebra started doing business. The Zebra compares car and home insurance quotes from every major provider in under five minutes. It'll give you all the facts you need to make the right decision for you. And it's all for free. It is the fastest way to find out Am I overpaying? What is the right coverage for me? All about the price. All from the provider that you can trust. In fact, the Zebra saves shoppers an average of $922 on home and car insurance combined. That's a fun fact. Uh, Get all the facts in one place. Start comparing quotes free today by visiting thezebra.com slash Beck. That's thezebra.com slash Beck. a guest in uh, this half hour. She's a good friend of mine, and uh, she is now uh, a congresswoman in, uh, in Washington, D.C. Sorry about that. Um, and uh, she, we have a long record together, uh, and uh, something we were both called conspiracy theorists for and just hate mongers has now actually happened. Also, she's going to talk about the situation in Washington, D.C., what's happening with jobs. I mean, there's lots of jobs, and nobody wants to fill them. We're going to talk to Beth Van Dyne, uh, the uh, congresswoman from the great state of Texas, in 60 seconds program. So if you have kids, you probably know their little minds are like sponges. And the left knows that they 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 just soak up whatever they're exposed to and they retain it. And that's good as long as they're being exposed to things that, you know, uh, can coexist with your values. But most times it doesn't. The time when schools taught the principles that made our country great is is crazy. Quickly coming to an end. There are a few schools left, but I think people just don't understand how pervasive this is. The simple truth is it is up to you to make sure that you're you're teaching your children, your grandchildren, true ideals and the history of American freedom and what truly made us the country that all other countries look to one way to do this probably the best way is by reading and there's a great series of books out that teach the american principles and things like the free market all of it it's the tuttle twins book the tuttle twins teach important lessons about freedom how limited government is better for society personal responsibility how free markets work get them for your kids get them for your grandkids uh, and help save our nation just a simple way of reading to your kids Uh, or your grandkids, the Tuttle Twins book. You can find them now, tuttletwinsbeck.com. Get them right now. They're running a sale, so you can get free workbooks as well. Um, Before the left cancels these books as well, get them now at tuttletwinsbeck.com. That's (laughs) tuttletwinsbeck.com. Congresswoman Beth Van Dyne, it is so good to see you again.
6: It's great to see you too. Yeah, it's been a while.
1: I know. Well, you were the mayor of uh, of this area where our studios are located, and In so Arden, we, yeah. we got to uh, we got to know each other quite well. Uh, and one of the things that I remember, I mean, we were both sued by the clock boy. Yeah, we're I think.
6: co-defendants. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's not something you easily forget. No, yeah. you don't forget <laughs> clock
1: boy um but uh uh, we were both sued in that and then at the same time um if you remember right or if i remember right there was a a mosque uh here in irving and a a a muslim tribunal that was being set up Mm -hmm. and i had because they said oh no it's no, 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 we're not radicalized at all. And I had the, the imam and somebody else from the mosque on, and we had just a really interesting conversation where one of them let his guard down and said, well, I mean, I think we all agree that, you know, hands should be cut off if you steal things. And I was like, oh, well, not everybody. But And we were called uh, crazy because you and I talked about how there is a good chance that we'll have two separate laws. We'll have Islamic law and United States law. And everybody said, no judge would do that here in Texas. That's not going to happen. These people are crazy. Have you read the latest?
6: I did. I've seen that there's a, there's a, a, a woman who wants to get divorced, and she's now, by the Republican judge, by the way, is being forced to go in front of the Islamic tribunal, Um, She can't represent herself. She can't even have her female attorney represent her Um, She has to basically beg the permission of the imams for the divorce And then they are allowed to plead her case in front of their their jury Um, And it's look all from from the very beginning. We talked about it my issue was that women are not being treated fairly? They are not being treated equally. They are not given the same rights when they move here as, and, and they and they, they get citizenship that other people who live here are. And that is something that we should have a honest conversation about. It's something that we should be able to explore. And instead, what happened is we were shut down. We were called Islamophobic um and other not so nice names. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Not that that's a nice <laughs> but name. But that that but. conversation
6: never happened and it's happening right here, you know, in, in Texas, Texas in North Texas, just like we said it would and and it's a shame that that these families are having to go through. How that.
1: concerned are you for the state of Texas right now with everything that's going on? A lot of people are saying, you know, Texas is the last man standing, but there's a lot of changes and a lot of influx, yeah. uh, a lot of people coming in from other states. The ones I have met always preface it with, I'm from California, but, 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 but I know why I came here, to get away from that insanity. Yeah. Um, but Texans, generally speaking, just think that the state will never change, and it already
5: has.
6: Well, you know, I love Governor Rick Perry, and you think about all of the economic development that he got in this state but a lot of that came from California, mm-hmm. and we're seeing, um, you know, two types of folks. You know, there's more than that, but generally, two types of folks who move to Texas, right? They're either moving for a job, or they are voting with their feet and they're moving out of places like California, mm-hmm. New York, Chicago, and they're moving into a much more um, um, realistic and pragmatic state that allows them individual freedoms and recognizes the place of economic development and jobs. Um, people who are moving for jobs tend to vote you know, the way, from the place that they came from. And in California, as you'd expect, they tend to, um, very de- for Democrats, but when they move with their feet, mm-hmm. they are like the people that you meet, say, mm-hmm. ho, 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 yeah. I, you know, I, I I know. Want, I'm leaving the craziness, I'm leaving the insanity. And I can't tell you how many Democrats I know from California this last year who've moved. And they're like, my kids weren't allowed to go to school. Our businesses were shut down. We weren't allowed to go to restaurants. Yeah. You know, we, we lost our jobs. Businesses that we owned were closed. And so they moved to Texas and they're like, we're never going to vote Democrat again. Those are the ones that we open up. You know, we welcome with open arms. Oh yeah.
1: Um, The uh, speaking of jobs, you've started a job fair that (laughs) is going on uh, this, I think this weekend. Tell me about the, tell me about the job fair because um, we don't have a shortage of jobs. We have a shortage of people willing to work, which is terrifying.
6: Yeah. Um. you know, I think in their over-exuberance to take care of everyone and everything, um, we saw Democrats expand the role of unemployment. And the unemployment that they got, the extended benefits for that, basically made it you know, more profitable for them to stay home than to get a job. We saw a number of people who, who quit. We saw a number of people who were offered jobs who didn't take them um, because they were getting paid more by the federal government. So you were seeing small businesses across the country that were having to compete with the federal government. And in a time when you're trying to open up the, the country, when you're trying to open up these businesses, demand is there. They don't have the workers. You go to a restaurant, you've got lines out the door, and they only have 40% of their staff online. So we had had business tours. We had had roundtables, small business roundtables, restaurant roundtables, healthcare roundtables. Every single industry is suffering from not having enough people applying or those people who apply don't come back. Those people who come for a couple of days don't come back. So in Texas, Governor Abbott ended, you know, the, un- the extended unemployment June 30th. Mm-hmm. So we're setting up our job fair for July 15th, which will be, you know, a day after their last, their last unemployment paycheck, um, with the hopes that we're gonna have a ton of people. Now, we have over 250 businesses. We contacted businesses. We had businesses contacting us, mm-hmm. saying we have positions, not just, you know, entry level, but we've got executive positions as well. We've got executive VP positions that are available from every industry businesses are all coming out we've got 250 businesses representing over 7,000 jobs so we are hoping that we are able to connect the people who want to work to the businesses that desperately need them
1: I, I have to tell you i think if if we lose our work ethic we are a shell of who we've always been we've always been a country that could pull itself up by the bootstraps uh and when the going got tough we got going uh, if we lose that spirit of yeah, I excuse me, I'm not taking a handout. I'm I'm working, and we all work together. We work hard. Yeah. We lose that, and and I tell you, I'm I'm remodeling my house, which I don't ever recommend. Um,
6: Especially I'm, in this time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank construction you for that. is up. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And yeah. Yeah.
6: Lumber's increased uh, okay, three five hundred percent.
1: So anyway, um, been doing it for a year and. There isn't a single, I don't think there's an, with an exception of really old guys, not a single white American. They're all from different countries around the world, and it's real, they're artisans. They, the guy laying the floor is an artist. The guy laying the tile is an artist. And I've talked to them about their skill, and I say, you know, Americans doing this, and they're like, no. No American is doing this anymore. Um, and it's part of the reason people come here, because then they don't have to work as hard at manual labor. But you can't get Americans to work.
6: Can't get them. Well, and that's a problem with, you know, some of the extended unemployment and the, the idea that now they're having to pay more. To get people to come off the couch, yeah. So if they're able to get you know paid $15, 16 dollars to work in fast food, it's an air conditioned environment. They're definitely not going to want to go outside oh and gosh. have to work. So most construction, as you know, you know they're paying more than than the fifteen dollar minimum wage. It's been it's been thrown out there, but trying to get them to compete now with restaurants that are paying that they they'd much rather work in a comfortable air conditioned environment. So you I, think I about you. transportation, infrastructure jobs, all of those, building new homes, all of that.
1: The nice thing about this is now is the time if you have a teenager, they go out and they work. They can get good jobs. I mean, they are giving you know, older teenagers managerial jobs now at places like McDonald's. It, it's crazy what's happening. If you want to work you could zoom to the top uh, right now.
6: And we're hoping we get a lot of people there. I mean, we've had over 8,000 hits on the website.
1: What's the website real quick?
6: It's myntxjob.com. It's going to be on Thursday, July 15th at the Irving Convention Center from 1 to 6.
1: Okay. Um, Let me talk to you about some people that are not working. Uh, The Texas Democrats, they have left the state To go to uh, Washington, D.C. and lo and behold, what a surprise. Today's the day the president is making a speech on, you know, the the draconian voting bills that are going through places like Texas. Uh, And they're just leaving. They say they're not coming back for a month, which will stop any legislation from happening at all. Is there anything the state can do? I mean, I wouldn't support this if the Republicans were doing it.
6: No, I mean, you, you, you promise your constituents that vote for you that you are going to be representing them, and then you take off. I mean, you are totally ignoring your job, ignoring the citizens. You're not even having a voice. And look, I'm in the minority in Congress, right? We, we, we have a minority. The Republicans are a minority. And yet every day I go to work. And I fight for my district. I fight for common sense, pragmatic solutions. Yes, I know at the end of the day, we're probably going to lose. We're probably not going to get our votes. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to represent my my constituents and be there, show up. It's like the minimum that they could do. But you
1: didn't show up and provide any kind of uh, bills or anything for the transportation Right. I mean, you guys just went
6: 19 hour markup and we knew all of the votes would, you know, all of our 200 amendments would be voted down. But 200
1: amendments, amendments. you guys did it knowing there's not a chance any of these and these guys. So what does the governor do? What should the people do? So
6: the governor right now is saying that he's going to arrest them when they come back. Um, there's, some, there's some other states that have enacted laws. Now, they can't do that because, you know, they need two thirds in the house and they don't right. have it because they're hanging out in D.C. But, um, you know, they can enact laws that would actually fine them per day, you know, make it a little bit painful for them not to be doing their job. Obviously, they're the folks who elected them, don't elect them again. If they're not going to show up and represent you, why are they there? I guarantee you there are other people who are willing to run for those spots who would work for it. But it's amazing to me that you've got the Democrats in Texas that are willing to surrender our state to D.C. politicians. They are completely ready to just abandon the Texas folks who got elected here legally to go to D.C. and have that one-size-fits-all federal government program, have D.C. What's tyrannical as opposed to local rule and local it's and local governance
1: against the constitution correct right. you cannot do what they're suggesting you do unless you yeah. just don't care about the constitution and they clearly don't they clearly they
6: don't. clearly don't and their big their big fight is is because the the governor and the legislature actually have listened to their constituents and they want to put in laws that make it easier for people to vote it make harder for people to cheat that is at the bottom line and anybody who says that oh no that didn't happen they can look at my race in texas 24 we had a mayoral candidate that ran in carrollton who was arrested on 126 counts of male ballot fraud now we have no idea how many ballots actually went through before he was caught and arrested but the fact is if somebody says that doesn't count that that wouldn't be enough to make a difference i'd say you know talk to congresswoman marionette miller meeks who won by six votes and how much, how much voter fraud are we willing to take? Is there an acceptable amount here? You change the laws to make sure that it doesn't ever happen again. It is the bedrock of our democracy. And if people don't have that integrity in the system, if they don't believe that their vote counts, what kind of a country are we? It is completely anti-American. What
0: you point out, too, is she won by six votes and they tried to steal it from her
1: once she got into Congress.
0: They
6: did. They did. They did.
1: Um, Congresswoman Beth Van Dyne uh, from the great state of Texas. Uh, if you want to go to the job fair, if you happen to be in Texas, it's uh, my n t x dot com, my north job dot com. Thank you so much, Congresswoman. Good to see you it's again. It's great to see you. All right. Let me take a, a quick one minute break. And. American Financing, NMLS, one www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. It's American Financing. We want to talk to you about a recent survey uh, that just came out. Nearly 30% of refinancing homeowners have been enjoying monthly savings of between $300 and $500 a month. Almost 20% are saving more than $500 a month. That's a lot of money for a lot of people. What would you do with an extra five hundred dollars every month? What bills could you pay down? How how solvent would you be after a a year of this? And it's all without resetting your loan at all. Refinancing your mortgage can put you in a good position to save money. Options under three percent still exist and i don 't know i don 't know what 's going to happen with the fed and i don 't know what 's going to happen with the interest rates, but I will tell you this when the federal government introduces a bill in Congress to say we 're taking over the the uh, credit scoring system there 's trouble on the horizon. Stop putting it off. be one of those people who are saving hundreds of dollars a month. go right now and get a free mortgage review. no hassle, no pressure it 's american financing it 's a It's a family-owned and operated business that started out really small, and because they still operate like that family-owned business, they're coast-to-coast. It's American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. Ten seconds, station ID. All right, this is the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, we support, uh, of course, uh, the Cubans. And uh, the president came out yesterday and he says they're just they're asking for freedom from an authoritarian government. I was shocked to hear him say that. I was shocked to see
0: the criticism of their wonderful health care system, as I learned about it in the Michael Moore documentary, Sicko. Really? Oh, yeah, the Cuban. They're saying they're protesting the health care system. I thought it was a wonderful, wonderful thing. Well, Yeah, I have some clips here from uh, from the 2007 Michael Moore documentary praised by the press. Here's what he was saying about the Cuban system Okay, okay,
1: I know what you're thinking Cuba is where Lucifer lives The worst place on earth the most evil nation ever created How do we know that? Because that's what we've been told for over 45 years. Oh, okay. So, all right, so, so it's bad because only we've been told yeah, that. Yeah, lied to the media that right, Castro okay. was bad. Okay, okay. here's all some right. more
0: on the healthcare care system.
3: And so now,
1: after all these years, one thing is clear. The Cuban people have free, universal health care. Oh, great. Oh. They become known around the world as having not only one of the best health care systems, oh. but as being one of the most generous countries in providing doctors and medical equipment third world countries. Oh. They are a third wow.
0: world country. Yeah, and that's not a, an attempt to just bribe the other places to yeah. go along with communism. <laughs> that's not right. why they give that
1: away at all. Okay, alright. Alright, here's a little more. They believe in preventive medicine. Oh, okay, great. And it seems like there's a doctor on every block. Oh wow, wow. That's amazing. Their yeah. only sin when it comes to health care seems to be that they don't do it for a profit. Oh my god. Uh, anybody in any medication right now for the pharmacy? Why don't you leave your cares and troubles behind? But
7: nevertheless, they're glad to see you
5: in oh, you. You the pharmacy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Look, it's a well-stocked pharmacy. Hey,
1: well, it's amazing
0: to, to learn about no. health from Fat Michael Moore and uh, and Harvey Weinstein, who, of course, was yeah. responsible for producing the film, yeah, uh, which is a wonderful thing. Yeah. It's interesting how on earth they came across fully stocked pharmacies and doctors and nurses doing house calls on wow. camera. It's weird. What a
1: shock. How it's did weird. they find this? And so they have this great health care. What are these people, according to the Biden administration, what are they protesting? They have free universal health care. Yeah, this is why a wonderful would they, system. Why are they having a problem with COVID? The envy of the world. Right. Uh, and they believe in preventative
0: medicine. <laughs> so <laughs> Remember, what's important about this is not that Michael Moore was wrong, as he always is. It's that the media pushed this along mm-hmm. and, and promoted it as if it was true at the time, uh, largely. And... And we see now what's happened in in a crisis situation with their medical system. It's turned into a complete catastrophe, and uh, even though they're an island, they still they still can't
2: seem to and
1: avoid it is the straw that broke the camel's back. Support Cuba. This is the Glenn Beck program. Imagine how different things would be if Trump were in office. If you're over fifty and you haven't joined Amac yet, may I suggest you check him out today. Um, You know, that's uh, I I recommend that you always do your homework before you commit to anything. But here's what I want you to consider. If you like the benefits like insurance and travel discounts, uh, AMAC is for you. It also has serious advocacy that pushes back against the ultra left legislation going all the way to Washington on your behalf. If that's what you want, AMAC is right for you. A source of uncensored information that you can trust, complete with newsletters, videos, podcasts, fresh website contest, a a, a bi-monthly magazine. If you're looking for somebody that is telling you the truth, AMAC is right for you. A quarter of a million AMAC members have already directly participated in their outreach campaigns to Congress. They are hearing your voice, and there is strength in numbers. Join AMAC for the advocacy, the benefits, and the information. Join today: amac.us/back. That's amac.us/back. And a brand new Glenn TV
0: returns this week. Don't miss it. Chalkboard. Yes, multiple chalkboards, if I understand. GlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program. We are uh, thrilled to have Sean Larkin in. Uh, He is the former host of Live PD which was canceled immediately uh for i think you'd be better to tell us sean but i think because you were making cops look
7: good crazy concept yeah Uh, you know uh, people want transparency if it involves seeing the police doing something wrong but they don't want that transparency when it shows what society is doing wrong and what police have to do day to day to deal with it i mean i
1: remember when cops first came out and i was watching cops it was not about the cops it was about how stupid and fat americans are you know what i mean it was just like what i don't i just remember thinking what an imbecile this person
7: is right right Well, you know that's the day in the life of a police officer unfortunately yeah. you do cross uh, a lot of those type of the, the, those type of people on a daily on a daily basis yeah. uh, but you know the difference between cops and live pd was Cops kind of showed like a thirty-minute segment that was edited down for sure. three pieces, basically. Mm-hmm. And Live PD showed America, hey, this is the job of law enforcement in the country, and you know that's why it showed some of the rural areas, um, it showed the urban areas. So you, in one episode, you would see what cops were dealing with in in Montana. Well, literally, on one episode, we had a bear up in a tree at a hospital there, but then we were bouncing to somewhere else in the country where guys are in a pursuit with some gang members. Um, And so it just got to show the public, hey, this is what this job really is. It's not the little cut down pieces that's, you know, clickbait on social media or the big things that lead off the news.
1: I have so many questions, um, mainly regarding how frightening was that to do to do a live television show where it could be horrible and nothing happens uh, or something really bad could happen. And you're there. You're live. You You had a basic delay, but that's it,
7: right? Yeah, it had a small delay, you know, similar to like, uh, you know, live sports does in case some guy streaks across the field or something like that, you know, so it did have that built in. Um, And and that's exactly it, though. You would have a Friday night where we thought, man, it's going to be off the chains tonight. It's going to be crazy. And it was three hours of just nothing going on. Um, You know, we had eight different departments, and so you got to bounce around of nothing going on in eight different cities. And then you'd have a Saturday night where it's raining in half the country, and it was crazy. Um, but again, that's what law enforcement is. You, you don't know it. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen. And- See,
1: I, I think this is one of the things I grew up in the Pacific Northwest and, you know, in a little teeny town of about 30,000, I think, maybe less than that when I was there. And so you knew the cops and everything else. And you got out of the car. You were stopped. You got out of the car. You kind of met him halfway. Sure. And you're like, officer, what am I doing? Well, I did that. I'm 18 years old. And I did that when I moved to Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, my little I, different, little different, a little different. I got out of my car and they drew guns on me and said, what? Get into your car. And I'm like, oh, OK, OK. Uh, and the, the cop said to me, what are you doing? And what I didn't realize is how many cops had been shot mm-hmm. right around that time. Two officers were just shot in
7: Baltimore this morning. Correct. Yeah. You, you have no idea what you're walking into. None. Um, you know, I, I was a cop in Tulsa for 24 and a half years, and I just retired about seven or eight weeks ago. Um, you know, and i supervised the gang unit there since 2008. And during that time, and we took th- literally thousands of guns, uh, you know, off the streets from guys that shouldn't have them. And we were very, very fortunate. Um, you know, throughout my career, I've been in two police shootings, a couple of other guys in my squad have been in shootings as well. But you don't know. You don't know if that car stopped, that door you're going through. um, you know, you know, that domestic call you're going to. you don't know what's going to happen. There are some cops that believe that uh,
1: guns in the hands of average people are is not a good, you're not a help if you are carrying a weapon. Uh, I don't happen to agree with that, but I'm not a cop. Uh, cops generally look at law-abiding citizens with, with guns
7: as a help. You know, I don't know if I'd use the word, quote-unquote, a help. Um, I think there's just, there's speaking from my own experience in Tulsa, there's very few, few isolated incidents where a citizen who was armed has had to intervene or do something mm-hmm. um but you know the the stories we see across the country where somebody whether they're in a, a business where a rush a robbery's happened or mm-hmm. some guy's out with his family and you know somebody tries to rob them defending themselves i'm all for it mm-hmm. you know um i i am all for it i wish at times citizens definitely did get more involved mm-hmm. you know now what you see in just speaking from a law enforcement perspective, you know, everybody just wants to record everything on their cell phone rather so, than oh taking action
1: or help. That's it. Or help Yep, real quick, because I want to get to the book. Um, you uh, in Chicago, they're now going to send in federal uh, officers and they're going to clean it up. They're saying what the problem is, is that those suburbs are just, you know, those gun stores of the suburbs. They're just selling guns. They don't care who who has them.
7: Is that is that is that? Is that the problem up in Chicago? Listen, I can speak for for myself. Um, we I, I, I later supervised what's called the Crime Gun Unit. And there are various units like this across the country right now where you are focused strictly on firearms that are used in violent crimes. Um, it, it, it's my personal opinion again, it's not the ghost guns that are doing it that there's conversations about going after guys making ghost guns. Those just happen to be law abiding citizens that love guns and mm-hmm. they make their own, you know, they, they, they manufacture mm-hmm. their own firearms. Regardless of what federal government, politicians, uh, administration, and some police departments think, bad guys are going to get guns, period. Hmm. You know? It's crazy concept. Really? Crazy concept. Huh. Just like drugs. You know yeah. I mean? They want it. They're going to get it. Huh. So, uh, you know, bringing in, I mean, listen, the help will be great. Uh, you know, we worked with our federal partners in the Tulsa area at times when it was needed. Um but you know you got to have proactive so policing. I don't,
1: I don't like the idea that uh federal government gets involved in local policing. I mean when they're needed they're needed um but uh I don't like that. I don't like the idea of federalizing our police forces. I think that's an extraordinarily bad idea. What I really um what really bothers me is how cops are viewed now as bad and uh and not good. The, the, the I think majority of people think that most cops are bad uh, when it's exactly the the opposite. Both, and you can't get I mean, the um, you uh, you can't get a, a fair hearing, e- even if you go to court, that's fine. But you are deemed bad, wrong, racist, whatever, a killer. If you even do your job and you did nothing
7: wrong. Yeah, I mean, we there's story after story, and one of the biggest ones was, you know, we saw up there uh, just outside of Minneapolis a few months ago, um, you know, the black female that went to stab another black female. Yeah. And the officer did, I, I don't know well, if I, I used it, the word heroic, but he did what he was supposed to do was to amazing. save somebody from getting injured. yeah, And, you know, we had protests, we had, you know, pro athletes, your are next, putting that person's picture out there. And it's like, man, this guy did his job, what he was supposed to do, to save somebody else from being possibly killed if not injured. And yet, still coming after the cops, and and that's why Glenn, you know, it's spoken about quite a bit. That's why a lot of people are leaving this profession right now. You know, it's like, man, I don't want to be this guy that gets my name drugged through the media. I don't want to get sued for doing my job, uh, you know, the right way. But people are still coming after me.
1: You in in your book, Breaking uh, Breaking Blue,
7: real life stories of cops falsely accused. You were one of them. I was. Yeah, uh, back in twenty ten. Uh, There was a federal investigation of police corruption within Tulsa Police Department. And there were actually a handful of these going on across the country at the time with Eric Holder in office. Mm. And uh, bad guys, felons, people that were facing charges, people that were already in prison were being told by federal agents, uh, U.S. Attorney's Office that was in uh, Arkansas at the time who worked the case, that, hey, if you've got information on cops, um, we can get your case dismissed or you can get out of prison. And we had guys that literally were in prison on life without parole um, convictions in jury trials that made allegations against cops that were released just by making an allegation that that was unproven. And my name got drugged through the mud during that thing. Um, it was put out in the media. I was labeled as an unindicted co-conspirator. Um, I was never charged, but another officer was charged for some of the things I was of alleged to have been involved with or witnessed. And it was blown out of the water when it came time for trial for this officer. He was acquitted, not only acquitted of those charges, but it was literally like these are flat-out lies. I mean, it was shown to be these are lies, and nobody was ever held accountable for it. You know, these bad guys got out of trouble and got to walk the streets and commit more crimes in Tulsa.
1: And did that officer, I mean, how has that affected you and that
7: officer to have your name? You know, like unfortunately, the officer, he actually, he, he faced 62 federal counts um went to trial on 58 fought every single one of them ultimately was convicted on perjury from a uh, a trial he did earlier in his career and a civil rights violation from that same thing um he actually ended up going to federal prison uh, up in South Dakota he is since out outside of law enforcement now so wait 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 so he was innocent of what he was what they
1: they charged he, at the beginning they got him on on something that happened earlier in
7: his career? So there was a case that he had testified earlier in his career about a, uh, he, he had seen a suspect on the front porch of a house while he was doing surveillance to get a search warrant for the house. And during the trial uh, of that individual, the defense showed that this guy was actually down in actually here in Dallas. He was actually here down in Dallas and not up in Tulsa. And the officer was adamant. The guy that I saw on the porch was, you know, guy. John Doe, whatever yeah, the name yeah. was. And he was asked like four or five times, are you sure it was John Doe? Are you sure it couldn't have been somebody else? And, you know, I don't want to say shame on him. He, instead of just stating, I saw who I believed to be John Doe on the front porch, would have made things different. Uh, but he stated, "He, you know, who I saw was John Doe. And so the, each one of those times that he said that, the federal government charged him for a count of oh perjury. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no joke. So he wasn't out of
1: town. He just mistaken identity. Well, the, the, no, the, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly.
7: The, 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 the bad guy. Now, the, the bad guy was, was out of town. Was out of town, and yeah. whoever he saw, he believed to be the bad guy. And here's what's he actually ran the search warrant on the house. The target, the bad guy, was there when he ran it, and they did find drugs and everything. It's just that in his affidavit for the search warrant, he mistook somebody else as the suspect. So he went to federal prison over it. Unbelievable. Yeah.
1: Unbelievable. Um, what can the average person do to support the police
7: you know right now i'll be honest just a simple hey we appreciate you you know if you see a cop out i don't care if they're grabbing a coffee they're sitting down somewhere grabbing a bite to eat um the cop might you know be his his tough guy persona right there and kind of just you know act like it's not a big deal but it is i will tell you that it it strikes me as
1: fascinating and there's something beyond that um the fact that in 2001 Every cop, every cop was a
7: hero, hero. Yep. a hero. And 20 years later, every cop is a villain. Yeah. And that's something that I saw the difference in my time just testifying in court. And you know, I came on the police department in 1997 and at least the first half of my career, you testified in court. The defense attorney was doing his job and he was going after, you know, potential procedural violations and right. things like that. The latter half of my career, you take the stand. They just accuse you of being a dirty cop or you're racist and things like that. That's, that's, you know, it, it's just has totally changed the whole view of police. Uh, the
1: name of the book is Breaking Blue Real Life Stories of Cops Falsely Accused. It is a fascinating read. And, uh, thank you for everything you've done. And, uh, Any of the cops that are still doing it, even retired, thank them for us. There's millions of Americans that are behind them. And I know that. Thank you very much, Glenn. I appreciate it. Breaking Blue, real-life stories of cops falsely accused, available everywhere now by Sean Larkin. Our sponsor this half hour is Goldline. There is an opportunity that Goldline would like to share. They have come into possession of very, very rare... Uh, Probably one of the most historic coins in U.S. history. It is the $5 gold Indian head. Now, there is a reason that I buy these historic coins um, because this is this is all I buy. If I if I buy I'm a I'm a coin collector. You see, I'm not a gold hoarder. I'm a coin collector. Uh, And these are really, really great. This is a great find they're very rare five dollar Liberty coins what I usually uh, would buy but they just because they don't have these these are 10 times rarer than the gold Liberty coins which makes them highly sought after this week only Goldline is offering a pre-launch special before they offer these products to the general public with each tube of Indian head coins purchased you're going to receive a brand new 2021 type 2. Silver Eagle, and a copy of the Crisis Preparedness Handbook, which I think is one of the best preparedness uh, books out there. It's all at no additional cost. The offer is available this week. And while the inventory lasts, go to Goldline today. They're standing by to talk to you about them at 866-GOLDLINE. That's 1-866-GOLDLINE
5: tomorrow night on Glenn TV. The worst of the COVID pandemic may be over, but the virus's after effects will be with us for years. And now we can finally connect the dots, showing what really happened. Did America's elites trust communist China with a civilization-killing virus and then lie to cover up their mistakes? Glenn's back at the chalkboard with what happened and who was involved. Deadly negligence, exposing the real origins and cover-up of the COVID-19 pandemic. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern at BlazeTV.com. The Glenn Back Program. So,
1: Stu, the new Sports Illustrated uh, swimsuit edition has just come out. Mm. Mm -hmm. Great. Uh, Right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember, and maybe it was because of our youth, Um, I remember that being a big deal. Sure was. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Who was on the cover? I mean, it was a Uh, massive deal. Big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Now, um, either guys are, are just not, you know, as piggish or the fact that you now also have plus size uh, women and, Mm -hmm. you know, diversity. And I think there's might even be a man in this year's bikini. Great. Um, it doesn't seem to be as hot right now. No, yeah. I haven't heard anyone talking about it at all. Yeah, now is that because Sports Illustrated is irrelevant? Uh, because nobody's looking at that, or just nobody's talking about it right now? What 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 what's happening? Used to be a big cultural thing. Yeah, not anymore. Well, they've changed it a lot, mm-hmm. right? It used to be
0: something completely different it's the same thing with the victoria's secret show right it was something very different and now it's like hey here's megan rapido or whatever her name is a soccer star with her purple hair and, well <laughs> that you're not attracted to in any way isn't
1: this going to be exciting the good news is she's not attracted to us in any way it's so a- <laughs> so it's all things in common it's mutual <laughs> it's mutual <laughs> 100% it's mutual it's mutual, mm-hmm. it's mutual. Uh, All right, um, back on tomorrow's program. And don't forget, double chalkboards. There might even be three uh, chalkboards tomorrow on tomorrow night's special. The truth, the truth on COVID. We put it all together. Chalkboards, tomorrow night, Blaze TV, 9 p.m. This is the Glenn Beck Program.